you, baby. I love the way that you walk. I love you, baby. I love the way that you talk. I really like it when you call my name. Hey, Braggy Waggy. Oh, I like your sister. I like your Aunt Louise. I like your doggy. Hey, I even like it, please. I really like it when you tickle. Hello and happy Valentine's Day and welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. If you're new to the show, I am your host, Adam Higgins, The Odd Dead Out, and this is a show where I share my twisted little stories and fun happenings and goings-on and, 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 and rants and rambles and who, what's not, and I make fun of some weird stuff from the news because I'm kind of a jerk that way, and <laughs> typically I wrap it all up with... A podcast recommendation, something that I'm into that I think you need to check out because I'm just a giver. Once again, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, it's it's I'm I'm iffy about Valentine's Day, aren't you? It's it's one of those days I, I'm I wasn't going to talk about Valentine's Day, but it's a very rare occasion where the show actually falls on a holiday, and so I'm like, well, fuck, I can't avoid the subject. So, especially because it's release day. Release day is a holiday, I gotta kinda do it. You know, I can avoid every other holiday. This one is kind of slaps you in the face. And on top of that, it, it, I'm, I've got a love-hate relationship with Valentine's Day. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I don't, I don't hate Valentine's Day. But I'm not all gung-ho Valentine's Day. And I think I've said this in the past. My brother is is super gung-ho Valentine's Day. My brother's the kind of person that'll spend hundreds of dollars on Valentine's presents and just not even care. That's just a kind of... He's, he's a buy-stuff, big, flashy presents kind of guy. I'm much more low-key. I'm much more... I'd rather... Like, I would rather buy my wife flowers and have them like surprise her and... I'll admit, yes, it gets a little boring. I've done this several times, but I'll buy my wife flowers and she'll wake up with flowers next to her, you know, on her bedside table. And yeah, the cats tend to get to eat them eventually and they, yeah, but I'm, I'm much more small thing. I'm much more low key like that. That's more my style. Whereas with a lot of like, like, my brother and even my wife are much more, they want to see the big flashy present. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want, I don't care if my wife gets me anything for Valentine's Day. And it, it may sound a little misogynistic, but I kind of feel like Valentine's is much more of the women's holiday. It's the, the, you, Mr. Mr. Man, talking to the guys out there, you need to get your woman a thing. You should. But, now, the big difference in, in, in guy mindset sometimes, again, I have to go to the difference between me and my brother, uh, is, is I, I can get my wife a, a nice thing for us because I love her and I don't have to broadcast it to the entire universe that I love my wife. 
as long as she knows that's what's important to me. My brother likes to advertise. My wife wants everybody in the world to know. So, my wife is like literally told me, straight up said, you have to have something delivered to me at work. If you don't have it delivered at work, then how does everybody know that you love me? <laughs> like, does it matter what the hell everybody else thinks? I know, and you know, and the boys, we know that I love you. Why the hell does work have to know? And so, I ended up sending her a, uh, edible arrangements. And if you don't know what these are, it's, you know, the, I, I think they've got them just about everywhere. I don't know. But, it, you know, it's where they have the, they'll make like kind of flower arrangement type things out of fruit. Uh, most frequently they'll make like, they'll cut out shapes like hearts or whatever using pineapple because pineapple is an easy fruit to shape, like cookie cutter and whatnot. So they'll make like hearts and stars and whatnot out of pineapple. Or have like chocolate dipped, uh, the most, the number one thing is like chocolate dipped strawberries and bananas and whatnot. So I ended up sending her, and I can say all this now because again, she's already received it, but I had, I sent her a, an arrangement of, I think it's a dozen chocolate covered strawberries and there's like a little pineapple heart and she's like, please don't tell me there wasn't any pineapple, like one piece of pineapple. She hates pineapple. She, you know, she doesn't want to eat anything that technically eats you back. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, I, and I just had a balloon and I was, oh, yeah. but it had to be delivered to work. Apparently it was actually there when she arrived at work this morning, but yeah, she, she, she loved it and it's like all great and everything. Half the time she doesn't eat them. Because, one, it's a lot. You think, oh, it's only a dozen strawberries. Like, it's a dozen chocolate-covered strawberries. And in order to get a good chocolate-covered strawberry, if you haven't ever had a good one, the chocolate's got to be damn thick to hold up so it doesn't just crumble. So you end up with this, like, super thick layer of chocolate, and you eat, like, two strawberries, and you're full. And they're good-sized strawberries. They're not tiny. I've done, like, the Sherry's Berries before, and dear Jesus Lord, those things are huge. That's like you eat one of them and you're like, nope, no more. That's like a quarter inch of chocolate on that crap. And like you could probably give somebody a concussion if you hit them with a Sherry's Berry. But yeah, not this year. Those things are damn expensive too. But yeah, I, I probably got the least expensive because come on, we're not made of money. But I got a, a, a fairly inexpensive arrangement for her. But with, with shipping, and I can say this because she knows because she looks at the bank account and she saw bank account amount edible arrangements. So she knew I got her something and she just didn't see what it was until it showed up. But she was like, I spent about $70 on a pot full of strawberries. The fuck? I, I just don't get it. I, I, I'm again, and they're, they're good. I'm, I'm not going to deny it's a good thing, but it's damn expensive. It is just damn expensive, and I don't like spending money on something like that in that way. And, I mean, yeah, I buy flowers. Flowers are relatively cheap. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, sidebar. Is it not just completely uh, rip-off that right around Valentine's Day and Mother's Day, the price of, of roses suddenly goes up like like titanium? Because if you just went into a florist and bought a dozen roses on a random Tuesday, it's like 20 bucks. 
You try and buy a dozen roses, which are not in short supply. Uh, anywhere near Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, suddenly it's about seventy or eighty dollars for a dozen roses. Um, assholes, talk about price gouging. But yeah, I was like, I can buy my wife a dozen roses any day of the week for under twenty bucks. But you know, around this time of year, even though everybody's got a metric fuck ton of roses, they are expensive. And, and again, supply and demand. There's no shortage of supply, so the, the price shouldn't go up. You're all are just in, y'all are just gouging. Anyway, so I had to order my wife uh, an arrangement and have it delivered to work so that everybody could see that I love her. And I think I, I don't remember if I mentioned that I, there was a balloon too. Uh, but even though I tell her every year, don't get me anything, it's Valentine's Day, you don't need to get me anything. Even though she tells me I have to get her something and have to have it sent to her at work. I still tell her, no, don't get me anything. I really don't want anything. Every year she gets me some sort of a gift basket or arrangement or something. And it's like, she'll go to the store and get these big gift baskets. And they'll make, I don't know if you've seen. And it's like, yeah, it's a grocery store candy basket, basically. And they have like a crap ton of candy bars stuck on sticks and arranged like a flower arrangement sort of thing. And it'll be like a... Uh, like one year it had the DVD to the Avengers in it. Um, one year it had a beer stein and it was less about being a beer stein and more of, because I drink a lot of like root beer and things like that. And I'd been getting into drinking like apple ciders and trying that kind of stuff. So it was like, Hey, it's a nice cold, a nice glass that I can stick in the freezer. And if I do actually have a, a frosty beverage. I have a frosty mug to go with my frosty beverage. But yes, like stuff like that. And they basically get me these like big candy arrangements. It's like I, I send her candy covered strawberries. She sends me candy on a stick. It, it, it was like, and she'll just like show up at home. Here you go. But because of our work schedules, she has no way of surprising me. She doesn't get it. She can't get anything delivered. And again, I work like driving all around town. She couldn't do that. And it'd be a little weird if I think <laughs> if they delivered a big basket of candy to me at work, that would be weird. But all of that aside, it was, yeah, she ended up getting me a, a uh, Reese's, a box of like the Reese's heart box chocolate thing. I was like, it's like, you know, Reese's are going to cheap out. It's like, yeah, I know. It's like, I bet they didn't even like, I bet these are all just sitting there loose, unwrapped. He's like, yep, probably. <laughs> but I like Reese's. Who doesn't like Reese's? If you don't like Reese's, there's something wrong with you unless you're allergic to peanuts, in which case I'm sorry. But <laughs> yeah, it's just a box of Reese's, like a heart box of Reese's. And then a, valent a mug with a, uh, a happy Valentine's Day. And it has a, uh, and it had a sock monkey in it, kind of like a black and white stripe. It was like, it's like you got me a Beetlejuice sock monkey with a Valentine's Day mug. <laughs> so I'm currently using my Valentine's Day mug for my coffee. Na, 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 na. Ah. And it's cute. And it's, it's like I'm going to admit I'm probably not going to use it a bunch. Why? Because I've got a million other mugs. And of all of my millions of mugs, I usually use them sparingly. I was like, I've got all my, my, my podcaster mugs and I've got my mug and I've got all these, my Jack Skellington mug and all of all of my, my fancy mugs that I'm, I'm collecting. But most of the time I'm just using one of my regular old coffee. Like we've got 10 of these cause of the dishes, uh, coffee mugs. Cause it's just easier. <laughs> uh, but 
<clears throat> this probably this probably won't get used as much a because it's a big girly Valentine's Day thing, and b because I've got so many other mugs. But it's sweet anyway. Even though I tell her don't get me anything, she still gets me something. So yeah, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Which you know I wasn't like I said I wasn't even going to talk Valentine's Day because we actually had a pretty cool weekend. And it's just one of those hey. It's Valentine's Day. It's it's the the four hundred pound gorilla. It's the elephant in the room. Talk Valentine's Day a bit, but uh, yeah, this weekend we actually had a really cool weekend and it was really fun. Um, as I've said before, Rihanna's in been going back to school, and that is if if you are a listener to Mom and Dad Cuss. Long story short, that's why there haven't been any episodes in a few months uh, because her school schedule. Basically, her counselor at, uh, at school told her that you cannot take one class at a time. Your financial aid will time out and they'll stop giving you financial aid. So she basically had to start taking more classes. And the increased class load means she has little to no time all week. She's doing stuff all night and like scrambling on the weekends. When I'm home on Sundays, she's scrambling to get her final assignments and things done which leaves little to no time for us. And she'll be like racing the clock to get papers turned in and things by midnight and like, Oh, we have to. And then, but which actually uh, transitions into our weekend. So one of her assignments, she had to kind of do a multicultural, she had to go to an event for a culture. uh, She's not familiar with like not her own culture. And so living in Arizona it's a very large Native American population out here. Um, if you really look at it on the map, there's probably more uh, Native American territory in the state of Arizona than there is not. And even through, there's reservation territory even in the middle of the cities, which is kind of crazy to think of. But all that aside, this past weekend was the World Championship uh, hoop dancing competition at the Heard Museum in Phoenix, which I didn't know was actually a Native, Native American art museum. I just thought it was a museum. It's like, oh, it's a museum. I had no clue. And Heard Museum, it does not, you know, doesn't scream uh, Native American culture. But apparently that's what it is. And that being said, they host, for the last 28 years, the World Championship Hoop Dancing Competition. To the point where they even have on, on site, like in their kind of uh, courtyard area, a hoop dancing arena, I guess you'd call it, uh, with, you know, the big, the uh, red dirt circle and everything where it all takes place and everything. And that's all kind of built into the courtyard of the, 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 the museum. And it was really cool, but we got to go to that. And my wife had never had, or she'd never seen hoop dancing before. She was like, Hey, this is like an event. I could go do this. And so, we just like, yeah, okay, we'll take the kids because she doesn't want it. Because this was in downtown Phoenix. So she's like, uh, can we go <laughs> basically take everybody because she does not want to drive into downtown Phoenix. She, you know, country mouse having to navigate all that new. But we, you know, we go all and we go and take all the boys. And this is basically super culture shock for her. She had never seen anything like this. Not even really on TV because it's not something she's so much interested in. And for me, growing up out here, this was stuff that I'd seen my whole life. It was just around. I was like, I grew up 
you know, going to school with Native American kids and I had friends and it's like, yeah, it was no big deal. It's like, you got friends and kids in the neighborhood that were native and yeah, it's not a big thing. But for my wife, it was, this was a big kind of a culture shock thing. And not to say that she'd never seen a Native American person before, but to like go to an event where there were drum circles and a hoop dancing and fry bread. And oh my God, my wife had never in her life, and excuse the term, my wife had never had Indian fry bread. And for the sake of a Native American is a long word to long term to say, I'm just going to say Indian, sorry. And when the Department of Indian Affairs changes their name, then I will change it. But they're, they're American Indians. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my wife had never had Indian fry bread before. And I told her, it's like the best description I could give her was it was, it's, it's like halfway between a sopapilla and a, and a funnel cake. It's like you make the bread, like whereas funnel cake is made with just batter and a sopapilla is like a kind of a puffed bread thing. Not even sure what they are. Um, to be honest, but not something I'm, I'm eh, super, that's eh, not my thing, but my wife, but I was like, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, I told her, it's like, I haven't had fry bread in years. I loved it when I was a kid. So a chance to go and have fry bread. Awesome. So they actually had a, uh, an Indian taco food truck there and she just about died when she had that, she couldn't believe what she was eating. And she had basically kind of like a standard Indian taco, which is basically a big piece of fry bread with all the beans and the meat and cheese and lettuce and all and the, the, the sour cream or whatever all on top. And I told her, it's like, just give me a plain one. Just like, just powdered sugar and honey. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh. And I'm sitting there drooling over mine. It's a super plain. She's got this big mountain of Indian taco in front of her. And she got a drink that they call a sunrise, which was a prickly pear cactus lemonade. Super red. So there's way, I, I don't think there was any lemonade in that lemonade, but like prickly pear cactus. And then the top of it looked like orange juice. And this didn't sink. So you had that, like, you know, how is it? The tequila sunrise where the flavor, where the colors of it kind of blend up. And so you get that sort of sunrise effect. Well, this has this deep red up into the orange at the top. And it's a great looking drink. Tangy as hell. If you've never had anything with prickly pear in it, it's fuzzy. You taste the prickles in prickly pear anything. Uh, totally not a, a paid endorsement, but uh, Mountain Dew makes this uh, prickly pear lemonade. I think they call them a... Uh, the Mountain Dew spiked lemonade and they've got a regular prickly pear lemonade and a raspberry prickly pear lemonade. They're actually pretty good. And it's, it's like a lemonade with a little bit of a, a fuzzy kick to it. But yeah, if you ever get the chance to try something with prickly pear, check it out. It's, it's a definitely a unique flavor. You're not going to get anything else that's like it, but she just, she was just uh, in awe of, not of the food that she was just, I have never had anything like this. And were it not for the fact that she stood in line for 20 minutes to get those, she would have gone back and gotten more because the line was stupid, ridiculous by that point. It was, it was just about time for everyone. It was like noon by this point, And the line was ridiculous. Like, Nope, it's just going to be too long to go and get another one. And she was like, Nope. But we were there for, we were only there for a few hours watching the dancing 
and the drums and we actually had just perfect we we got there the intent was we want to be there in time for the grand entry where all the dancers and everybody comes out and so we kind of got our blankets and parked ourselves on the hill we didn't realize that we were literally basically like there's a walkway in the middle of this hill that's where the grand entry came through the big grand entrance all of the dancers came down through this area and they all were like right in front of us. And so we had just basically front row seats to the grand entrance and all of the dancers coming through in the morning. And we, we watched and again, she, they were, they actually live streamed the entire thing on Facebook for the entire weekend on Saturday and Sunday. But we were watching. We watched a few dancers and we, then we went around and, and looked at some, like went and got lunch and did all these things. But the boys and Rihanna, they were just in awe of the drums and the music and the, the, the dancers and all of the, th- the shapes and the different animal fi- like things they were doing with the rings and the fluidity of it. And these guys were going just nonstop. And it, it's like a five or six minute thing, depending on the song that they're dancing to. But man, they just, and it was live. It was a live drum circle doing the music. So a, a live drum circle, you know, being the drums and singing and all this, all to, for the dancers to compete. And again, this, this event ran until about six o'clock that night. So they were, there were people dancing from 10 a.m. until six at night in different categories. And some of the, some of these guys had to dance four or five times that day because like, Oh, you got into the finals. Oh, there's a tiebreaker and all this. I'm like, you just, I, by the end of it, we're all watching them. These guys are beat, (laughs) but it, it was such a blast. And the boys had such a great time and were the whole time they're drumming and they're, they're dancing around everywhere. We actually, when we got home, because again, they were live streaming the whole thing on Facebook. So when we got home, we went ahead and hooked my laptop and plugged it into our TV. And I just, we put the live stream on the TV. As I told her, it's like, I could stay here all day. Well, we were, before we left, it's like, I, I'm, I enjoyed this. This is fun for me. This is something that, you know, I grew up with this sort of stuff. We'd come out and do so like when they do things like this in different, the big city parks across Phoenix and, so we, I'd see stuff like this all the time. And for me, this is comforting. <laughs> this is, makes me feel at home. And so like, I could stay here all day. I'll stay and watch. I'll sit here and watch through the finals and be perfectly fine and, and comfortable. But you know, she had a paper to write. <laughs> it's like she had to write a whole paper and do this whole project on this experience being there. And in the three plus hours we were there, we, I mean, we saw a lot and there's, again, it's at a museum. So we actually went through the museum and looked at some of the art exhibits and things there too. But yeah, this whole experience, it was such a big kind of a thing for Rihanna and the boys who'd never really experienced that. And they all loved it. And again, we put the live stream on as soon as we got home and it stayed on all the way through the finale, all the way through the end of the day, <laughs> we watched the entire live stream until it all wrapped up around six o'clock Sunday night. That's all we had on the TV. And after that point, shut the TV off. Dinner time. Let's go. <laughs> you know, dinner was late because no, we're busy watching the finals <laughs> and, and watching these guys. And it was so amazing. 
And we've already pretty much decided we're going to go next year because it was so fun. And also because my wife now has fallen in love with fry bread tacos and needs to find a place to get them. So, yeah, I think we're going to go back. I'm pretty sure we're going to. It was so fun. I need to. I'll, I'll try and post the videos uh, that we got in the show notes because I mean, everybody, when I, I started talking about it, everyone's kind of curious about it because those people, it's like you might have heard of it, but or once you've seen the pictures, you're like, oh, that's what. It, and then you see them actually doing it and doing all the different formations and watching them. I was like, just the the fluidity, the way they transition from one thing to another. It's so amazing. And it's such a, it was such a crazy thing to watch. And it was, it's, and you get the, like, I don't know. I understand like when Rihanna was, she started watching the live stream stuff on Saturday ahead of it. And she was like, like, man, the, the music is really annoying. It really gets to you after a while. And, but that was like watching it on her laptop. When she, when we went there, suddenly the music isn't a, isn't a problem. It's like you're there and it's part of the experience and it's just there. And just the constant jingling of bells from the dancers and they're, as they're, they're dancing. It's like the jingling and the drums and it's suddenly it's all one big, like, it's just part of that whole experience. It's kind of the different, you know, really kind of dragging this experience down. But it's it's the difference between watching baseball on TV and watching baseball in a ballpark. I really don't care to watch baseball on TV, but I do enjoy uh, the experience of being in a ballpark. Um, it's the same thing. It's like suddenly like that sound that on a speaker is annoying when you're there in its presence and you feel those drums hitting and you see the the dancers and you hear uh, like just everything kind of in, in unison, it, the way it all comes together. It's just suddenly that, that it's not as that sound that was bugging before is bugging you now. And so it's, it, it, yeah, it was just awesome. And it's a great experience to have. And so I'm looking forward to going back next year because it was a blast. And the boys obviously love the They were dancing around the house all night. You go and you hear Charlie in the in his bedroom drumming on his bed. It was like the whole night. That's all we had the whole rest of the night. So that was great. Uh, all right. Enough about all that. <laughs> I need to get some more coffee. And in the meantime, I'm going to kick you over to some Potter and Family podcast promos. And we'll be right back with the news. Welcome to Poplar Cove, everyone. This town follows its own set of rules. Who are the Great Old Ones? Is that a rock band or something? You don't know of the Great Old Ones? Powerful deities from space? With physical appearances that no human being could comprehend? Unless, of course, you drink enough coffee. <laughs> uh, Summon him with caution as mere men who have spoken with this beast have gone mad. <laughs> well, that's silly. 
She talked about elder gods and how they have tentacles. If an elder god were to try and eat me, I should try to punch it in the nose and... No, wait, maybe that was sharks. Fine. If you're not going to play nice, this reminds me of my favorite soap opera. that you're awake. My, she looks delicious. I would like to smother her in barbecue sauce and nope, that's not right. What's going on in my head? Are you dizzy? Seeing double, hallucinating, delirious? Are you seeing characters from some foreign language floating up from the carpet? Are they forming words that you are suddenly privy to? Do you hear chanting of some kind when you are alone? Are they telling you how to summon the beast? I'm fine. What is up, future listener? My name is Josh. And I'm Kevin. And I am Michael. And we host the Second Press Podcast, that news curating podcast where us three cousins get together and make fun of the news. We'll keep this short and sweet. You should listen to our podcast because it's funny and informative. Exactly. We find interesting stories off the beaten path and liven up over-reported stories with our own fresh views and new takes. Yeah, and despite being a news podcast, we are pleasantly not preachy at all. So, search for The Second Press Podcast in your podcast aggregator of choice and give The Second Press Podcast a listen. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Second Press Pod. And if you're feeling really adventurous, you can explore our sexy website at www.secondpresspod.com. We would really love for you guys to give us a listen and join our growing community. Guys, we already love you. And because we do, we ask you, please stay out of the news. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Bullshit from the News. And this week I changed it up a little bit and I put out a poll on Facebook and Twitter to determine who is so worthy of being declared the jackass of the week. And (laughs) the results are in, folks. And I'm just going to run them down real quick. In third place, let's start off with a college professor fired after nearly failing a student because she didn't know, the professor, said that Australia is not a country. It's a continent. I don't care what type of teacher you are. That's stupid. And that's utterly stupid because I learned that in the third grade. Australia is a continent and a country. New Zealand, a country, is Tasmania. Country, I think. I I actually am not sure on Tasmania. You have to get back to me on that. Um, but the, it's, it's like Hawaii, basically. The state of Hawaii is made up of several islands. The continent of Australia is technically considered this large mass that includes New Zealand and Tasmania and a couple of surrounding areas. But the big island, the big-ass landmass of Australia, that if you look at a map of Australia, that's Australia, is also a single con- is a single country. 
that's just it. It's, it's, I mean, come on. Australia isn't that big, at least in relation to other continents. That's why it's all one country. And if you really look at, you know, North America, how big the United States is, it's one, it's, you could almost, you know, presume that all of North America is the United States. Okay. That's a leap. But the fact that a college professor didn't know that Australia was a country. And I think this was, a, I didn't look too deep into this. I think this was an online course. But this, the sheer fact, was like, again, I learned that in third grade. How the fuck did you make it to be a college professor teaching any, and I'm going to assume is his geography, and not know that Australia was a country? You dumb shit. You don't deserve to be teaching anywhere. That's, that's just it. Period. Like, you know how Australia's a country? It has a fucking flag. There's no North America flag. There's no all of Europe flag, unless you want to call it European Union, which isn't all of Europe. There's no Asia flag. There's no, Ant I, there, I don't even know. Is there an Antarctica flag? Somebody look that up for me. I don't know. Is there an Antar Antarctica flag? I think it's like neutral. Nobody claims Antarctica, whatever. But continents don't have flags, jackass. Countries do. Australia has a prime minister. Australia has a parliament. You can't do those things in a continent. Continents don't have governments, moron. <sighs> so, that, yeah. I honestly, I was rooting for that. I honestly thought that was going to win. <laughs> really? Uh, but yeah, 22% of the vote. Australia, professor says Australia is not a country. Coming in at number two. Two. Uh, with 34% of the vote, a man claims, a man after being arrested for his fourth DWI, his, his, his appeal for his, his conviction, again, fourth DWI, this guy is in doing time now, um, he's, he, uh, his defense during his trial and in his appeal is that the legal limit, the 0.08 blood alcohol level set by pretty much everywhere, uh, the, the blood alcohol limit is discriminative to alcoholics. Now, I see his logic, but that doesn't, that's not how laws work. Basically, his, his, the, the argument that this guy made was that alcoholics by sheer nature of they consume more alcohol, therefore have a higher tolerance for alcohol and its effects, can have a higher blood alcohol level without being impaired. This may be true. It's just the way, you know, drugs act on your body. You use a thing so much, it, you develop a resistance, you develop a tolerance to it, um, and then... You need to take more. You need more alcohol to get a buzz. You need, you know, more cocaine. You need more heroin. You need more whatever stimulant. You need more caffeine to keep you awake. Whatever. If I mean, the argument technically is is valid, <clears throat> that argument that he has is, is at least justifiable in, in a logical perspective, but in a legal perspective... That's not how the law works. He tried to say that uh, that an alcoholic 
will not be impaired into just having a, a, a legal, a just here's a hard line number. And if your blood alcohol is above that number, you're legally drunk and, and this, but it, it's, there's no test for where your faculties, uh, impaired were, were your driving abilities impaired by that level of alcohol. And he's saying, Oh, well, if you don't test that, then it's not fair. Well, but no. And basically the judge came down and said, no, we set this limit. That's the limit. That's the rule. It's all people, alcoholics, non-alcoholics. If you're above this level, you're legally drunk. You're under the influence. And that's why it's, you know, under the influence or driving while impaired or driving while intoxicated, however you want to interpret it. The, it's like, no, we treat, and it's like, you are wanting special treatment for alcoholics. That is, they basically, the judge basically flipped it on him and said, what you're asking for is special treatment for alcoholics saying, Hey, alcoholics should have a higher limit or whatever different test because just having a blood alcohol level above 0.08. And I think this guy in his last arrest blew three times the, like the legal limit, but Oh, you're having a, his arguments being that alcoholics, uh, shouldn't be tested that way. Judge says, no, everybody gets the same test. Everybody has to do the same, has, gets the same treatment. That's how the law works. Equal treatment across the board. <laughs> That's the way the law is. No special, no special test because you're an alcoholic. And what's to say you're an alcoholic? How are we going to prove that at the time of a, at a stop? So, you got stopped because of something. So like, they can't just stop you. They, they stopped you for something. You did a breathalyzer. You were over limit. You know, they didn't stop you because you looked funny. They stopped you because you were swerving or you were, your driving was impaired. So dumbass, that's how that works. And this is your fourth time, jackass. Okay. But and again, I, I was rooting. That's why I had to go to a poll. That's why I had to do a poll this time because this, these were steep and I had some other stories, but after these three, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with these because this is just fun. Uh, <laughs> and I, there were a handful of people that were really pushing. I'm surprised with the outcome, but when I looked at some of the people that voted, I'm like, yeah, this is going to go this way. <laughs> But in first place, coming in with 44% of the vote, and this week's jackass of the week, a South African poacher was eaten by lions. <laughs> so, uh, South African police uh, found what they believe is a suspected poacher uh, to have been eaten by a pride of lions at a big game park in, in, I can't pronounce this. So basically all they found was some of his, his organs and his head. Uh, but near said remains, they also found a loaded rifle, which, uh, you know, finding it in the morning, this, this is a big game park. This is a place where you pay to go and hunt these animals and you get a permit and all these sort of things. Well, this is somebody they don't know. <laughs> They just found a guy in the park with a rifle eaten. So, yeah, I mean, they're kind of going with because the guy had a loaded hunting rifle. They're like, um, this guy isn't one of our, our customers. This guy isn't 
supposed to be here. So we're pretty sure he's a poacher. And I guess they've been having trouble with poachers in South Africa as of late because there's just an increase in like, because like lion parts are in demand for like tribal medicine and, and things like this. And so there's a lot of people who pay a lot of money for lion bits. And in some parts of the world, certain lions, even though technically they're all endangered, but in certain, it's kind of like whales, uh, you know, Inuit tribes are given special permission to hunt X number of whales. Well, there are certain places where you can hunt lions to a certain level because they're basically bred in those situations. But yeah, it's it. <sighs> Poaching is dumb, for one. Uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of big game hunting in a very general way. Not because like. And more for like the exotic game. Like there's no reason for you to go kill an elephant. There's no reason for you to go shoot a lion. Um, if you live in Africa and you live in a village where lions are a problem and a lion is attacking your village and you shoot a lion, good. You just saved people's lives. Fine. If you're a billionaire and you just paid a metric fuck ton of money so you could fly to Africa just so you could kill a lion so you could mount its head on your wall... Fuck you, dude. Um, poachers, I don't care what the hell because, you know, there are, and as much as I don't agree with it, there are legal ways you can hunt a lion. You do that. Don't, don't go, you're, you're stealing an animal. And it, it's, it's hard to describe <clears throat> the, the, it's hard to describe poaching when you really think about it without using like, you know, technical definitions and things like that. But it's basically you're stealing an animal. There are legal methods for uh, for for doing this, and you're not. You're stealing animals, and you're stealing and trafficking in illegal animals, basically. And it's which is still a kind of a technical thing. Um, but uh, yeah, fuck you, dude. Um, you're going around killing lions in a general way. You're going around killing perfectly. You know, I'm not going to say harmless. Uh, cause they'll fucking eat you like they did. Uh, but you, you're going around harming innocent lions for profit. Um, yeah, kind of glad you got eaten. And I, I, I don't wish ill upon people. And okay, sometimes I do, but I, I don't wish people to be, you know, murdered or anything, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not mourning the loss of, of, a, of, a, of a poacher. Sorry. It's just kind of a, and I'm not even a huge like uh, animal rights person or none of that, but dude, you're 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 a poacher, and you basically got karma the fuck hard. Sorry, <laughs> karma just literally ate you, and they left enough for the authorities to identify your ass. I'm kind of surprised because you know if you've seen the Lion King, you know wherever lions go, hyenas usually follow. So I'm surprised that the head was left behind that hyenas or other scavengers didn't pick up the head and the rest of those guts that the lions left behind. But it's just, (laughs) I don't want to laugh at this guy's death, but karma, man, (laughs) that's all I could say. Karma kicked this dude in the face. (laughs) All right. I'm going to take one more quick promo break and I will be right back. (laughs) 
With all the gaming sites full of editorials and fluff pieces, it can be hard to stay up to date on the news from the gaming industry. The Sometimes Geek Podcast is a quick and easy listen each week that covers the major headlines and the occasional review, with thoughts from an everyday gamer. You can find us at sometimesgeek.com or on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Daryl. And I'm Cindy. And you're listening to Odd Dad Out. When you're done here, check out our show, Smoke and Mirrors, where we dive deep into the world of the paranormal, the unusual, and the unexplained. Now, back to the show with the man Bigfoot called a sexy beast, Adam Higgins. Recommended listening. So, this week for Recommended Listening, I'm doing something a little different. I'm not going to be featuring a show exactly. What I'm going to be talking about is something I'm going to be involved with, and I think I've mentioned this in the past, but the awesome, like, absolutely sweetest person in the world, uh, Heather Welch from Sunshine and Power Cuts, which if you absolutely need to be listening to, I don't care who you are. Heather has put together what she is calling the Sunshine Summit to celebrate connections between people. And, and it, it's just, it's just a really cool thing that she's put together. And I, I wish I had the motivation and the drive that she has to do this thing, especially as she's been at, she's been a podcaster for less than a year, but in her time, she has brought so many people together, uh, myself included. And it, it's, it's just amazing what she's doing. And she is so committed to bringing people together and, and, and celebrating these connections, especially like in the podcasting world, how podcasting has brings so many people from different areas and different parts of the world together. And it's just really awesome. But she's put this event together. It's going to be from, March 9th through the 16th, and it's going to be a series of uh, YouTube live streams with different hosts and different people every day, kind of different times um, that I will be part of. Um, run, let's run down the guest list really quick, because some of these names may sound familiar, some uh, may sound familiar in the future. Uh, so we have, starting off on March 9th, we have Alyssa Lucas from Best Forever's podcast, which I've heard of. I've seen the name around. I haven't listened to the show, um, so I, I can't tell you too much about him. Um, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer from Better Podcasting uh, on the uh, on the night of the night on Friday the ninth. Um, I, I, I have heard. I've heard of the show. I haven't listened to it, but I, I, I know it's, it's one that I should be listening to. I know that for all of the tech shows and the inside podcasting shows that I'd listen to, that's absolutely what I should be listening to. Um, I f much like Emily from the story behind, Stargate Pioneer pops up in every chat room for every show about podcasting. Really? So I really should be listening to his show. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer from Better Podcasting on Friday the 9th. Uh, here's a familiar name. Paul Chomo from the Varmints Podcast on Saturday the 10th. 
uh, Chris Carlson from the podcasting couch, which Heather actually introduced me to this show in part because she was on it. <laughs> uh, I listened to her episode on there and, and like, I'm getting into this show and it's, it's very much a, a loose sort of interview kind of show talking to other podcasters and other things like that. Um, uh, may, may or may not do a feature on this later. I'm not sure. Um, on Sunday, the 11th, and this one might sound familiar. Adam Higgins from the odd dad out. Yes, I will be part of this on, uh, 4 PM Eastern time, or in my case, which should be, uh, about 1 PM, uh, Phoenix time on Sunday, the 11th. Uh, future feature coming up. And I think I'm going to try and time their feature along with the event as well. Uh, Perry and Lindsay Johnson from Hello Life WTF and the pod stuff. Uh, both. And, and I've, I've, I haven't talked about them much. I've, I've only recently started listening to this sh- these shows. Um, the pod stuff is a kind of interview show with other podcasters and podcast industry people. A lot of my podcaster friends have already been on it in uh, whether their episodes have aired or not. Uh, I know Chris, the mole man is coming up. Um, uh, Heather from sunshine and power cuts is coming up. Nick from Epic film guys and restaurant, uh, recently aired. And so it's like a lot of names, a lot of people that I know have actually been on this show. And so eventually the time will come that'll, that I'll, I'll do the show, but it's, it's one of those things where they, and if you listen to their shows, you know why, but they're, they've got some stuff going on and they backlogged a crap ton of, of interviews when they first started setting up the show. So their, their lead time is way out there, which kind of works. Uh, moving on real quick, uh, Jillian Holder from JillianHolder.com and Business Mom Community Facebook group. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I, I have to go just with what the name says, uh, Business Mom Community Facebook group. So I've got to go with that. I don't know much about that. And she will be on uh, Monday the 12th. Emily Prokop from The Story Behind and now ePodcast Productions, which I need to talk to her about some consulting because I don't know. I need an outside influ- uh, influence uh, about the show. <laughs> but And it'd just be cool to talk to her. But Emily will be on uh, Tuesday the 13th of March. And I already mentioned it before. Uh, Nick Haskins from the Restaurant Podcast and Epic Film Guys on uh, Wednesday the 14th. And Gareth Thomas from Gareth's Random Ramblings. See, here's where I, that's what's funny is that, again, I've mentioned it. Like, a lot of these people I know. A lot of these people I've talked about. You know. Uh, Paul and Emily and Nick and Gareth. And I, I was actually on um, the most, not, I wasn't on it. I was in the chat talking shit during the most recent episode of Gareth's Random Ramblings. Uh, but that's cause that's what I do. I bust, I, I give them crap, but yeah, I had, I just was giving them a hard time during their, their live stream. But Gareth will be on Thursday, March 15th. Which he's in Australia too, so I the time zones, but whatever, you can figure it out. These are American Eastern Daylight Time calendar things. Uh, anyway, 
And wrapping it up on Friday the 16th is Bandrew Scott from the Bandrew Says Podcast and the Podcasted YouTube channel, which has actually been a good resource when it comes to like microphone info and kind of techie stuff. If you're into podcasting and you want to get into and kind of do some research and reviews on equipment and things, his the Podcasted YouTube channel is a really good resource. I, I And they're relatively short videos. Uh, it actually was part of, it was both the reason why Heather picked the microphone that she uses, which is actually now the same one that I use, was was in his kind of microphone shootout that he did, whereas the number one, and the, basically the, the number one most recommended podcaster mic, the ATR2100, he basically kind of in his test said, hey, I like it, but this one, the, the Samson uh, Q2U, which I now use, uh, just sounds a little better. And he was like, and here's the graphs and pulled up, you know, and all that stuff. And it was, but it was, and it was a big part of why I chose this one over the other. But all that aside, yeah, it, great resource. If you're into, you, if you're into like audio technic, uh, like technical stuff and kind of that sort of stuff, it's a good resource to have. But all of these people, plus there could be more coming up because there's still plenty of time. But it, it's been, I, I'm really excited for this because Heather is, is an awesome person and she's a really great friend. And I'm really excited to be a part of this whole thing she's putting together because well, one, this is like an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody that I only ever like message through like you know we've never actually had a a, a verbal uh, communication or, or conversation I'm stumbling over my words i don't know how to talk today but it, it's going to be really cool to actually sit down even though it's like across the internet and via microphones and headphones and things and in in a youtube uh, live situation actually get to uh, chat with uh with with Heather and get to and I I, I want to do more of these sort of things with other people too. Actually, have a chat with Emily or have a chat with to talk to Gareth without talking crap to him through the internet. <laughs> you know, and I, it'd be cool to do more of that and more. And I'm trying. I'm looking at setting up a couple of guest spots on other shows here and there. But you need to check out. And if you haven't checked out. If you aren't familiar, you should be familiar with half of these shows. Straight up, you need to be familiar with half of these shows already because you're listening to me. And if you've listened to me for any decent amount of time, at least in the last few months, you have heard me feature almost every one of these shows. With exception to maybe Emily because she was one of the earliest shows that I featured. But you should be listening to the story behind anyway, whether or not I told you to do it. That all, that all being said... It's going to be a great time. I am, I'm so looking forward to this thing. I'm, I'm really excited for the Sunshine Summit. And it, I'm going to say it's, it's an adorable name, but it absolutely fits. Heather is just the most bright and uplifting and, and happy. And yeah, maybe she isn't always sunshines and rainbows, but damn it, she makes you think she is. And. <laughs> But, and she, again, she's just the sweetest person and I'm, I'm really excited to be part of this and to help out and, and be part of this whole group of, of people and again, celebrating connections and everybody that's brought together in this whole big 
crazy thing we call podcasting. But you need to check that all out. And if you want more information about this, just go to sunshineandpowercuts.com and click on Sunshine Summit 2018 right there at the top. And it'll give you the whole list of everybody uh, that's going to be there. And all the confirmed hosts. And you can check out their shows and get yourself familiar with them. But it's 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 going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. And you need to be looking forward to it. Again, that's March 9th through the 16th. And again, sunshineandpowercuts.com. Sunshine Summit 2018. Let's get to it, people. All right. <laughs> well, I think I, I, I've gone on enough. I think this February has just become the month of of no format. Let's throw the format out the window out the window for February. <laughs> no format February. Woo! Next week, new who knows what the hell I'm doing. But we are on the countdown to 100. This is episode 93. Only seven more episodes to go until the big 100. Wow. I don't even... I still don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to go... I, I... Yep. Nope. I have no clue. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. Uh, but that is still a, a few months away. But until then, you need to check out all the past episodes at odddadout.blogspot.com along with the recommended listening list and while you're there subscribe to the show click on one of the little links uh, whether you're using apple podcast google play or any number of 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 apps check it out subscribe to the show if you are so inclined leave a review somewhere whether in your your podcast app of choice or on facebook because you can find me on facebook and twitter and instagram at uh, dead out and on instagram you kind of get some behind the scenes and that's where you get the real life me that's where you get the me is on is an instagram because that's where I, I that's where i post pictures of the kids and the cats and and shit like that but check it all out subscribe to the show tell a friend if you have any i don't but <laughs> tell a friend and until next time I'm still Adam Higgins, the odd dad out. Thank you and good night. We could get married, judge the two of us, and you could get a job driving a school bus. I love you, baby. <laughs>